0: This is Coach Lee, and you're listening to The Door Report.
1: At Vanderbilt, it's Tim Corbin in the Vandy Boys, Jerry Stackhouse on the hardwood, and Clark Lee on the gridiron. Nashville, it's time to sit back, relax, grab a cold one, and enjoy the show. The music city is our state. And West End is where we rock. You're listening to The Door Report. The premier Vanderbilt podcast for fans who bleed black and gold. Commodore Nation. Anchor down. no strings till the Hank comes out. Make all the drunk girls scream and shout. We love it. We hate it.
2: In this crazy town welcome into the door report it is episode 225 it's been almost a month boys Thursday July the sixth. little little summer vacation I know I was on vacation I don't know if uh if the other two uh were on vacation at all they're still grinding grind never stops for these boys uh, covering Vandy. But no. No. um <laughs> but no vacation I, I I took a week off last week but we're back we're back in better than ever. And we've got another one of our dog day series to get uh, to get to top five favorite Vandy memories. And yes, that means sports, Uh, not, you know, that's the the sports podcast. So favorite (laughs) Vandy sports memories of your lifetime. And I have a feeling all of ours will be maybe same timeline, but I know Trevor teased us with his number one saying we may not remember it. So
3: yeah, I don't, this is, I, I think, People who are even alive, like, are probably just not going to remember my number one because it's very <laughs> sentimental to me.
0: I'm ready for so this. That, I'm I'm what, ready for Trevor's list after hearing that tease.
3: Especially after <laughs> my this number
0: first
2: one is hyper
0: sentimental. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, these can be in
2: person. These can be, you know, you were watching it on TV. You were at somebody's house. House. You didn't see all of it, uh, but you were able to catch the end. You just any kind of Vanderbilt sports memory. This should be fun. So we'll get to those. Before we do, though, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. But also, I'll get to that later. Messed up my reads here. Alaco Finewood Floors. Haven't even got to this read yet. Family owned and operated for over two decades. Alaco Finewood Floors is Nashville and Middle Tennessee's choice for premium quality hardwood floors. Since 1995, Jimmy Alaco and his army of employees have embodied the approach of taking pride in one's craft and providing superior customer service. If you're interested in contacting them, you can find their headquarters at 2505 Winford Avenue out in Berry Hill. Give them a call at 615-356-0303 or log on to FinewoodFloors.com. Guys, I know there's been a ton of football commits, but we're not going to dive into those too much. There's been so many, so we might save that down the road, maybe a, a recruiting recap as we get closer to the football season. But I do want to talk about some baseball because there has been some baseball activity, maybe not as much portal activity as some other schools, but for Vandy, they pick up Miller Green, a local pitcher at Ellipscomb Academy, chose Vandy after deciding between Tennessee and Vandy after decommitting from Georgia Tech. So I think we want to talk a little bit about that. I know Nash on Twitter was fired up about that, big Ellipscomb guy. Chase Burns to Vandy? Question mark. Obviously, it hasn't happened yet. Nothing has been reported, really. Of course, TCU, Vanderbilt in the mix, maybe some other schools. We'll try to get to a little bit of that, but also top five favorite Vandy sports memories. This can be football, basketball, or baseball. Maybe even if you're at the women's bowling national title, maybe you can, uh, you can give us some, some details on that,
3: but before be a we, sick one.
2: could you imagine? I mean, I can't, I, you have to have some connection to the bowling, to the women's bowling team to maybe yeah, like be a family emotional. member or something. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know. Do they sell tickets to, to the bowling national titles?
0: I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I I work with a woman that has a daughter that bowls at some college. And I accidentally mentioned like, Oh, I'm a Vanderbilt fan. They have a good women's bowling team. And she started getting into like the dynamics of college women's bowling. (laughs) And I was like, Whoa, I've stepped way out of my sports knowledge zone. (laughs) And I'm just like smiling and nodding. Like, yeah, Vanderbilt's program is good. And she's like, Oh yeah. The coach is, do you know who the coach is? And I'm like, Nope, that's about all I know. So <laughs> they're good though, I'll tell you that. Williamson,
2: I, I think is I know his last name. I don't know his first name, but I just he's know they're a a powerhouse. But yeah. Bowling, you can get to that. Football, basketball, baseball, I'm sure those are gonna be the three main ones for us. Before we do that though, not wasting any time. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at door underscore report and Instagram, door dot report, like us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts while you're at it, give our podcast five stars and a review on iTunes. All right, let's get to the breaking news.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. No matter what style you're going for, you can trust your flooring job to Alaco Fine Wood Floors. Take a walk through the woods in your home every day. Get your flooring job started today by calling 615-356-0303. Alaco Fine Wood Floors. Craftsmanship you can stand on. All right, not a whole lot to get to today. Obviously, the uh, slow time of the year,
2: off season, boys. But I, I want to touch on Miller Green choosing Vandy over Tennessee. He's a local kid. I actually was able to watch him this year. He played in Division Two, Triple A, with Father Ryan, NBA, Endsworth, CPA. Great division for baseball. Lipscomb is a loaded team, especially these past three or four years. All kinds of talent. All kinds of D one commits and Trevor I'll I'll start with you here obviously more of a baseball guy but Miller Green is a guy that kind of under the radar because he was committed to Georgia Tech and you know he everyone thought okay he's going to stay at Georgia Tech but he ends up decommitting because their pitching coach left and for Vanderbilt this is a big pickup i think he went 7 and 0 this year with a 1.2 ERA which is pretty yeah. ridiculous. I mean, even for the high school level, he's a he. Yeah. He's a good offensive player too. So we'll see if he decides to 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 pick up the bat or stick to the mound. My gut tells me he he becomes a pitcher. I mean, just mm-hmm. with his height. I mean, yeah. he's a big guy, lefty. Um, but chooses Vandy over Tennessee. I mean, Trev. That's yeah. I don't want to say that's becoming rare, but Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee and Vandy are just about even now in terms of prowess and high profile guys and portal activity and things like that. So anytime you're able to beat out really any SEC school (laughs) and baseball is big, but Tennessee, you're in state, you're, you're locking down that mid state. And I don't know. I feel like this was a nice little pleasant surprise today. I think for Vanderbilt fans, especially those Mm -hmm. that might be worried about the program uh, for, for better or for worse. I mean, obviously we're not too, too, too panicked about it, but I mean, this was a nice little surprise to have after a, a couple tough seasons.
3: Yeah, no, a couple tough seasons is putting in lightly too by Vanderbilt standards. Um, but I, I agree. I think he's probably gonna be a pitcher, like you said. He's got like a uh 1.4 ERA, big kid. We know Vandy absolutely loves their left-handed pitchers. Um, probably gonna be the normal I mean he doesn't he's not like a Decainich type guy to where he's gonna come in and probably get some at least before he blew his hamstring into 40 pieces. Um a guy who comes in on the, on the midweek and gets some starts. So probably be your, your typical um, young guy, get some bullpen looks midweek, maybe weekend. Yeah. yeah, Maybe some week he's not going to be somebody who's going to be immediately thrusted um, into the starting role, which that's fine. It's not like Vanderbilt really needs it right now. Um, But yeah, as, as much as you would like for him to probably pick up the bat and play a little offense and defense, uh, a lefty pitcher, Tim Corbin, is not going to pass that up. He he's yeah. going to find himself on the mound.
0: Well, I, I, know I liked uh... Billy. You, yeah. I yeah. I don't have a ton on this. You guys have hit on more than I know, but I just kept waiting after you said a big pickup, a huge pickup. He's six foot five, two hundred twenty yeah. pounds. I thought yeah. you were building up a joke about his <laughs> about his size coming in, but he's huge. Yeah, that's yeah. all I have to. That's all I have to add. Big pickup as far as ratings go. Big pickup as far as the brewing and continuing to grow rivalry with the orange yeah. team out east and big pickup literally as he literally. is going to be a big body on the mound and maybe uh he could slide over and play tight end uh for the football team right now because who's going to be doing that clark knows, few, athlete.
2: clark knows a few things about going from baseball to football so who knows he might be uh i know it didn't really work yeah. out with a cade law <laughs> i think we wanted that to work out but um but no top five player in the state guys um Anytime you can get a kid that talented is awesome. uh, Joe Spears from the Tennessee and wrote a really good piece about him. And he broke the story today. In the article, he said, he said the type of discipline he will get with Tim Corbin's program was a big factor in his decision. So, and I don't want to say that's rare, but in today's day and age of of high school athletes, you really don't see quotes like that. Like a lot of kids now they're looking for the NIL money. They're looking for Mm -hmm. uh, a player's coach. You know, they're looking to, um, you know, have some fun and i'm not saying you're going to yeah. not going to have fun at vanderbilt but i mean some of the quotes go read that that story in the and it's really well put he was talking about discipline he said i'll probably get chewed out uh, by the staff eventually um yeah. and, and you know he wants it not just for baseball and his baseball career but for life i mean that that's that's a, Vander, that's a vanderbilt kid like that
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: i mean that's a Vandy dude it, it feels already um so good for vanderbilt and that program i, I like i said I, I just think think it's a nice pleasant surprise and hopefully this translates to another huge get, not in the portal. Obviously, Miller Green's a high school kid, but Chase Burns. What do we know here, guys? I I, I know a few things. Not going to spoil my source here, but I'll basically paraphrase it by saying nothing's really developed. N- nothing has changed other than it's Vandy. TCU, although it doesn't feel like as much of a factor anymore, Um, might have potentially been a lot of smokescreen stuff there. But again, this is Transfer Portal. You can only believe so much. And, you know, I, I think we saw where he unfollowed Vandy on Instagram. I,
0: whether that matters or not, who knows?
3: Uh, but Yeah, at the end of I wouldn't the day, look I, too much into that. No. At, at the end okay, of the day... Okay, can
0: I, can I make a comment? Because I know you guys are going to break down everything that's happened better than I am going to. <laughs> I just want to comment on that. That part right there where everyone says, Nah, that doesn't even... I wouldn't read too much into that. With the current... College athlete and current recruit. We are older now. That means a lot. That is the main form of communication is social media. Like, I do think that that bears significant weight. Those little dumb things that us as old guys now, quote unquote, will say, oh, it doesn't matter if he's followed this <laughs> program for the last month or last six months, and now he's unfollowed this program and followed this program. He did that intentionally. That was intentional to leave clues because every single fans in are in modern recruiting is given little. Crap. I, I'm telling you, that's all we're going off of for the most part. But it does mean something. It does, and I
3: think it would mean a little bit more if he was following other programs. Like let's say he unfollowed Vanderbilt and he was following LSU still. To me, like I would, I would be in the same boat. Be like, guys, this is a bad sign. But he's not following any other. College baseball i, I always so that's like, why i'm sort of like even, if eh, he's, like
0: even if he's laughing at it and saying look at these idiots reading too much <laughs> into it he's intentionally doing it and these guys are intentionally following and unfollowing and liking posts and doing all this it's all oh yeah that's what i'm getting at is regardless of if it bears any actual weight on the recruiting process This is really these guys doing these things on social media and you're peeling back, you know, inside of their brain is what I'm saying. If they're liking posts or whatever, and I know that's dumb because you'll see people taking screenshots of somebody's Twitter likes and you're like, what the hell? Well, they were (laughs) looking at that account and liking the content in the middle of their recruiting process. They're human beings. That means something.
2: Well, and the other part, the other, (laughs) the other part of it is. You know, he could come back here in a few days and follow them back like that. You know, yeah. it could cha- it could flip just like that. And then all of a sudden, oh, we're good. But Vanny, we're good, guys. We're, it's all it's all yeah. fine. Like, so it's just also if I, I sound,
0: I, if I sound off track or if I sound insane, there is music that is getting progressively louder from one of my neighbors in some direction in the new apartment <laughs> that I just moved into. And it is coming through my AirPods right now, even though they're supposed to be canceling noise. They are not. It's getting louder and louder and louder and louder. And I think I'm on the verge of a mental breakdown right now because the intrusive thoughts are winning. They're, they're about to win so big.
2: Stay strong, Will. Power through. we oh, got God. top five Vanny memories to get to here. We need uh, it. Get, we'll keep track of Chase Burns uh, for whatever that means. You know, we probably won't do it very well, but, you know, we'll see what happens uh, with Chase Burns. He does
3: have until the a week from today – he has to make an announcement.
2: Good point. So he's so probably he starting to.
3: to an, he's he has to make an announcement around in a week.
2: Yeah, he's going on some visits this week. I won't say where, but he's 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 still visiting yes. other schools, and um, we'll see. We'll we'll see where that goes uh, with uh, with Chase Burns, Tennessee native, former Tennessee Vol. How weird and but also awesome would that be for so many Vandy fans if he uh, betrayed Tennessee and came to Vandy? We'll see what happens though. All right, let's hop into it, guys. I'm fired up. I'm pumped up for this. Joe Fisher commented in on this tweet when we posted it earlier today. Um, I actually sent him a message seeing if he wanted to join us tonight. So we'll see.
0: There's
2: still time, Joe. Keep your eyes and ears peeled on a potential Joe Fisher appearance later in this pod. Don't want to tease you guys, but uh, that could be happening. So we'll see. But, yeah, that's how much interaction. Over 30 responses to the tweet today about – uh, people listing their top five favorite Vandy memories. And, uh, you know, this one's a little bit different than, I, I'm already forgetting our last one. What was our last one? Top five players?
0: Uh, top five players, yes. Top five players. Our top so, five, know, know, but our top five favorite. Our players, t- not the yes. top five greatest players. Yes,
2: very large distinction there. Um, but it, that's different because i don't i'm not going to say it, not as many stories are tied to players but i mean these are distinct memories where yeah i mean every one of these you're going to have tied to your dad or a group of friends or you know you were watching it at your house you stayed up late to watch it you you went to the game you know you you met some new people so there's all kinds of different stuff that you can associate with this but we're going to go 5 to 1 so we're going to go five, four, three, two, one. And, um, I I thought that was pretty good. So we build up to our number ones. What was the order last time? I was it you will,
0: I started out. I just want to say that my suggestion that led to this was I wanted to do the top five, most painful, memories as a <laughs> vanderbilt fan and i think that would have had some incredible commentary billy says let's try to keep it positive so, <laughs> the vibes are too <laughs> high right now yeah, the vibes are right now i You want to talk about a tweet that would receive some interaction billy i bet we would have more than 30 responses about the five most gut-wrenching painful moments in your vanderbilt fandom well, i guarantee would, that would get some fun interaction
2: those are wrapped into the fibers of being a vandy fan like how the painful yeah. moments like i bet
0: you would hear some like very every, they, yeah there there are like ones like the there would be a variety or the jeff green walk i think that there would be some really interesting canon event moments for some yeah. different people commenting underneath in that five through three range i think a lot of people's yeah. top one or two might be really similar but i think you'd have some interesting 90s 80s games everybody has a different game That broke them as a Vanderbilt (laughs) fan and turned them into who they are today. Everybody's will you can't break
2: what you can't break
3: what's already broken.
0: You cannot break what's (laughs) already broken.
3: I'll I'll ask you this before before we hop into it. Do we each know like the one moment in Vanderbilt history that was like a canon event, and you're like, that's the one that broke me. Like that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Because I know mine. I just I keep.
2: I go back to Temple, but there's so Temple. Many. That's there, yeah. There,
3: there's, there, there's there's one that I'm thinking of that is a very pivotal moment in my life.
0: Like <laughs> I can give you like a step by step breakdown down the road of shame and sadness that is that has <laughs> led me to how I am today. Like Will's I can, Will's I can memory, every one of them.
2: Will's list would start like as he woke up. And like drives to the tailgate, like, you know, the stung by a bee, like the, yeah, that's
0: like one of the final ones, but (laughs) yeah, that, that's like one of the final moments that I was already broken. And then you're like, you can't break what's already broken. Turns out you can, you can shatter it into more pieces.
2: That's the, that's the aspect I love. I would love about Wills. Like Uh, he would wrap his personal life into it. I love it. Um, What's your your number number one from the
0: good times? You don't learn from the good times. You learn and grow from the hard and bad times and you have plenty of doses in in my billy's record. is Every temple i want to know will's number you have to have like the one though i mean dude it, it's temple but it's the build-up to that temple game and then i would honestly yeah. say I-, I thought it was temple like i really thought that was that was the one i can't be more broken than that and i really think that clarkley etsu opener was like the death note. Like, that was really, I thought yeah. I was broken. There's no more breaking. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm tiny little, literally sand-sized pieces of
1: glass.
0: <laughs> Alabama um, under Mason was bad.
3: on further. See, my my number one, like, that I, I had that I was like, okay, this is rock bottom. Like, it can't get any worse than this. Was, you guys remember 2011, Vanderbilt versus Arkansas. Vanderbilt is on, like, the two-yard line. And they're oh. about to take like a two possession lead, and Zach Stacy fumbles the ball, and they take yeah. it back ninety nine yards to take. I was like, it can't get any worse than this. And then the Jeff Scott touchdown run that was that was the straw that broke my back. Like well, that, and, was and the, that was that was the it, one for me.
2: Part of it for the gut wrenching Vanny fans, because of how gut wrenching it is, it's because of how close you were. You had that hope. You were clinging to hope, snatching but... defeat
3: out of the jaws of victory, as my father says.
2: <laughs> that's that's the definition. If you had a phrase for being a Vandy fan, that's it, Trev. Like yep. that. That's it. So that's snatching no,
3: victory. It's defeat. You're just like, <laughs> damn it.
2: <laughs> let's keep the positive vibes going. Of course, Trevor said two of the three major sports are riding pretty high right now. Basketball. I don't know about ba- It's honestly basketball and football maybe. I mean baseball. Did we sacrifice
3: really... the Vandy boys for Vandy hoops <laughs> and football? <laughs> did that, we do this?
2: That's what it feels like. It's it's I think we did. I don't, I don't know if I like it, but I think some Vandy fans like it because You're you going to like
3: it come October.
2: Oh yeah. Football football season is coming. We're just a little over 50 days away. Uh, 51 from Vandy days. 51. Trevor knows. Soon. Coming soon. So, all right. Here we go. Top 5 Vandy memories. Will, Trevor, me, that's the order. Will, lead us off.
0: Oh, this is going to be good. Like I said, the bad memories are a lot more, I would say, visible in my brain. I remember them clearly. That being said, this list was brutal. Like, just football games alone would have been tough enough. But I'm going to start out with number five. It may may not be a specific memory moment, but it's going to be the Vanderbilt-Auburn game in 2008, College Game Day on campus. Mm. Uh, and that, the buildup of that season that began with a 5-0 and start, the buildup of that year, I remember I had an old Vanderbilt Nike shirt on, and it was building up to that Auburn game. College Game Day had been announced that it would be there. Vanderbilt's 4-0. We're, ride, we're riding high. We're feeling great. And I remember I was, I think it was in the Target dressing room. And this this woman was back there and you have to be let in. I was a kid, 10 years old, having to try on clothes or whatever uh, for school. And they were like, oh, Vanderbilt, are you a Vanderbilt fan? And I was like, yeah, I I have season tickets. I go to every game. And she said something like, oh, I hear they're doing really good this year. And I hope they just go all the way and win the national championship. And that was the first time as a Vanderbilt (laughs) fan in my whole life that a Vanderbilt team, specifically within football, but a Vanderbilt football team had like local community respect it was mm-hmm. like oh this, yeah that vanderbilt team's good like yeah they're they're making us all proud the local team is gonna have college game day so it's not just that vanderbilt auburn victory uh behind Mackenzie adams and also Mackenzie adams dad always standing at the star walk with his yeah. big guns Mackenzie adams jersey but <laughs>
1: that whole season
0: uh is probably one of the best memories even though it didn't work out uh after that auburn game going five and six but uh, or going six and six and going to the Music City Bowl, but that still that start was the first time you felt that hype and felt like maybe Vanderbilt can do this. Maybe yeah, it's not impossible for them to have the national spotlight on them and succeed. I think it, my dad was like so cautious going into that game, like, yeah, you know they've got College Game Day here, that's awesome, but they're gonna come out and lay an egg. That there, there's yeah. no way that they're gonna come out and mm-hmm. perform on the national stage, and they actually did. And actually, came out performed one, so that's my number five. Even though it may not be a memory, because you know, slowly slowly, piece by piece, those memories are fading away uh, in the earlier years prior to like sixteen years old. So, but <laughs> imagine <laughs> number five, Vanderbilt Auburn, God, Jeez, what hell, a game a, that was. That's a
2: hell of a number five, guys. Imagine, picture this: we started the doorport. We're a little bit older. We started the doorport a couple of years before that two thousand eight season. Could you imagine the vibes, college game day, Vandy? All, I mean, I I just, I can't even, I know I can't even fathom them, but mm, that's how no. far removed we are from like good, heavy, positive vibes for around Vanderbilt football. I think we got a taste of it last year, but I love that one. Well, that's
0: a hell of a number five right there.
3: Yeah. Will, were you at that game?
0: Uh, in my head. Yes. Yes, I was. I can't remember. I can't remember if I went to the Actually, college I was. game. Day, I was. So, but you, you were I, at the game. See, I yes. wasn't
3: at the game and that's like, of course I watched it on TV, but that's like, if I could go back in time, then again, I was only, I was like 11 years old. Like I didn't have any money to buy a ticket. But like, if I could go back to one game that I haven't been to in my lifetime, Like, that's the one I think I regret not going to the most.
0: I don't know if it's concussions. I don't know if it's high school sports. For me, it's so hard to differentiate because I've watched the replays of these games like 10,000 times over the years. Like, as I go up the list, I'm like, I was at these these games. But my memories are associated with, like, the Joe Fisher call of the games, which is impossible because I was at the games. So Mm -hmm. it's like I wasn't listening to the Joe Fisher call live. But it is still tied to my memory of the game, like superimposed in my head. Mm-hmm. So reality and, uh, you know, these fond memories kind of blur together in this episode, yeah. which might be fun. I'll go I'll go with my number five. I honestly. Whenever I look at my
3: list, I think my number five is crazy that it's this low because I was looking at a lot of people's other tweets, and this was some people's number one, rightfully so but my number five is the, is the John Norwood home run. Um, that's, that's number that's five. My... Number yes, five. I, <laughs> yes, I okay. I, you're a baseball you guy. I, I you have to you be my... going
2: back to 1950 if you're number one. If that's number no, five. I know. Like
3: you're like no, I tell you like, and as we go on, it's gonna make sense. But like my Trevor's list number is one very... is gonna be
2: like Vanderbilt's first national title in football in 1925. No, you're <laughs> gonna <laughs> y'all are
3: gonna people are going to hear my number one, and like it happened in our lifetime. Like I'm 26. But if people are going to like hear this game, they're gonna be like, I don't remember that game, but I'll explain why it was like so special to I'm me. I'm intrigued. But but number five, I hate that it's this low, but it's specific, and, and I'll tell you this. I I don't remember what I was doing that night, but I had I, it was a Wednesday night that this game was played, and for some reason I could not watch part of the game. Like I like I I listened to it on like i think like some sort of app on my phone it wasn't sirius xm or like a vanderbilt app but it was like like a weird radio app on my phone (laughs) and i remember i'm i'm finally getting able to leave i really don't remember i think it was like a church event to be honest with you um but i'm like i'm literally speeding home to get to my dad to watch the game and for some reason, the radio is not working. So I'm on – I'm driving, and I'm on the speakerphone with my dad, and I just remember he's, like, doing a play-by-play, and then he gets really quiet, and he goes – And I'm like, damn, what? And he's like <laughs> – I'm like, I'm, like, swerving on the road. I'm like I- – I- and I, I got home in time to watch the final out with him and watch the dog pile. But, like, I'll just – I was – and I think that's why 2019 was so special because, like, I actually got to watch that series in its entirety with my dad. But that Norwood home run, like, I'll just remember, it was dead silent. And my dad just goes, <laughs> I'm like, Dad, what, what, what? And he's like, <laughs> And I was like, oh, God, that was – I just I can't, can't believe, believe that's, that's your number, number five. five.
0: <laughs> I can't believe that's your five.
2: Also, I want to throw this in there. When you're yelling, Trev, your mic basically shuts off. Yeah,
0: so, it's just no, dead We can't...
3: <laughs> I need to remember to use like my inside voice, and that I'm not like if, a. If a anybody's two-year-old.
0: listening to this, you need the video content to get the full experience. Of, stand of up, rant right there.
2: Get out of your chair. <laughs> yes. Stand up and walk ten feet back, and we might be able to. Yes, hear
3: you. I'll just. I'm just gonna put my mic way back here behind my camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh and with that being said basically what i said is my dad is screaming on the phone oh my god oh my god john Norwood, run? can we hear that yes,
0: yes. we can okay. hear that part perfect okay perfect <laughs> Billy, i have one question yeah so how i have this list written down i think i may have messed up my number five but that's fine um is it gonna be a situation if i wanted to combine Kind of a 2008 because I meant to say my number five was the 08 Music City Bowl slash the Auburn game. So, but I don't want to put those as separate ones. But the 2008 Music City Bowl, I just wanted to throw that. Okay. I
2: I might be getting to get that course. later. So, yeah. So, so I, I just I'll, want to make I'll, sure I'll get, that gets
0: credit in that there. That might just my be list, in my list. So, my list is one of the ugliest notes you've ever seen in your life just horrendously formatted. So the more I'm looking <laughs> at it, the more I'm questioning what I was even trying to write down. We'll, we'll get to that
2: one later. That that, that was a special mm. night for a lot of people. But oh, Trev, yeah. you're, uh, you're number five, the 2014 national title, the first national title in Vanderbilt history for the major sports. Interesting. I know. Bold strategy. I,
3: know. It's, I I knew as soon as I started off with this list, I was like, I mean, this is going to be a hell of a This is going to get weird. That's going to
2: be a hell of a list, though, for you. If that's number five, I mean, my number, my
3: number one is hyper specific to me.
2: Okay, and And nobody
3: else. People who even played in this game are like, that was the most meaningless game of all time. But to me, it was very important.
2: (laughs) And I'm sure that's how it is for all three of us. You know, we we tie personal, you know, relationships, memories with all all five of these. So um, I like it. Number five for me, Clark Lee's first SEC win against Kentucky this past season.
3: Oh God, what a good one, Billy.
2: Very, very emotional. Just very emotional day. Um, I remember I remember waking up and having a weird tingly feeling that something might might just happen today. Like something might just happen. And my dad, who's the most negador person ever, like, you know, he's (laughs) he's the he's the negative, you know, get off my lawn. He's never, never excited for a win. You know, he just kind of, you know, cool. Good, you know, Vandy won, but he woke up, you know, we all got up early. It was a Saturday morning football, kind of chilly outside. And he walks into our room with my brothers and goes, guys, we're we're going to beat Kentucky today. We're, we're going to beat Kentucky. And, and, you know, we were like, and then that kind of ruined our vibes. We're like, Oh, now, now we're definitely not going to beat Kentucky, you know? So kind of shifted our vibes. So it was kind of a weird start to the day, but, I think back to our conversation with Gavin Schoenwald about this game. And he talked in depth about it. And he said that, obviously, they went through some brutal weeks before that. They they were riding a 26-game SEC losing streak. They had just lost to South Carolina. They have a bye week before this game. So they have two weeks to prepare to travel up to freezing cold Lexington, Kentucky. Kentucky didn't want to be there. Vandy put the hard hat on and their lunch pail. And went to work and got the win 24 21. I think back to the the play, Mike Wright to Will Shepard. I mean, the, the slant route that took the lead, if I'm not mistaken. Vandy got a defensive stop. Yes. The opposite of what happened two years ago at South Carolina, where they just melted down with what, 40 seconds left? I mean, something ridiculous yeah, like that. Yeah,
3: it was. And they had like no timeouts. Is that, or am I making that up? It was. No, I,
2: I think you're right. They had a walk-on it was quarterback improbable. in there, grad assistant yes. quarterback, and they beat Vandy. But the next year, Vandy finds a way to get stops and just a gritty win. And I think it really it defined the 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 state of the program and, and where they're at, right? They 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 just broke a 26-game win streak. They go up to Kentucky. And, yeah, Kentucky, they had a banged-up quarterback. Their O-line wasn't very good, but they're still – you know, late in the Mark Stoops tenure, like, like, you know, that's one of the upper team. Yeah. Top 25 team. One of the better teams in the East the past few years. Like, I mean, that was a hell of a win and you know, it it represented the beginning of hopefully guys something special with, with with Clark Lee. And so, but I, I go back to the emotional, you know, state of this win. I mean, Clark Lee's crying after the game. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, that sort that makes Vandy fans cry like that. He, that ties, you know, if your coach is crying after the game, it's like, okay, this means something to him, you know? And so for me, I had to go with that one. I had to put it in the top five. It had to be somewhere in the top five. Just it carries weight. Like, you know, we're, we're going to mm-hmm. look back five, six years down the road and look at that game and say, man, we're we're never going to forget that, you know, that, that went up in Lexington where Vanderbilt just got it done. And um, I think of the word gritty that they just they got it done and they end up beating Florida the next week, which was an unbelievable two week span. I mean, ridiculous. Then, of course, they lose to Tennessee, but Clark Lee's first SEC win, it, it goes down in the history books uh, for him, for the program, and for Vandy fans. So for me, that's my number five Clark Lee's first SEC win.
3: I'll say this too. I think another reason that game was so special. Is because the night before you had an absolute dick punch from the basketball team to where they drop a game to Southern Miss, and so going into that Saturday, you're like, last night was miserable. Today's probably going to be miserable, and then you didn't really expect anything. It absolutely was not miserable. It was an electric day.
2: It was it was one of those classic Vandy football days where you go in with zero expectation of winning. And they find yep. a way to win. It's it's yep. it's almost better like that, <laughs> you know. It was um, oh,
0: what a day that was. Yeah,
2: that was an amazing day. I think we had a spaces after that. And uh and then Ken the next Seals week, hopped in. Yeah, Ken Seals hopped <laughs> in. Great day. Yep. Gavin Schoenwald, if you want to learn more about that game and what led up to it, talk to Gavin Schoenwald. He has some great stories about it. So I had to put that in my top five.
0: That's, That's a great one. one. That's in my honorable mentions. There's nothing, there's nothing that recent. In, in my list, even though that's that the most one, recent if was me. if yeah. uh, if there was a game, it's either that or Tyron Lawrence buzzer beater this past season. So those are the only ones yeah. that even crossed my mind, I would say, in the last, you know, four to five years. But so recap on that. What was yours, Trevor? Yours was the probably the best the moment John in the history of Vanderbilt Athletic. <laughs> I, I,
3: I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. All
0: right. Um, so I just wanted to make fun of Trevor's number five again before we moved on. My but dad's my... gonna
3: text me tomorrow. He's gonna be like, son, what the hell?
0: <laughs> Deservedly so. Uh yeah, my number my number four, this one I've I've gone back and forth multiple times in my head of where I'm going to put this game in my top five list. But my number four is gonna be Vanderbilt UT twenty twelve absolutely Mm. whipping their ass in nashville destruction could have been higher at one at one point i think it was my number one memory in Mm -hmm. my list but it slowly kind of trickled down but it had to be included somewhere it felt like finally redemption for vanderbilt who had been the better team the previous year and lost in 2011 Mm -hmm. i think the final score was like 27 to 20 And they should have beat that team. They were clearly better than UT. And it just felt like the dam finally broke. And it was like Mm -hmm. Vanderbilt's talent was just so much better than Tennessee during that game. And I have the, or I think it's still framed in my, now my dad's office, but my old childhood bedroom, the uh, Tennessean front page of Chris Boyd toe tapping in the back of the end zone off the tip of the UT corner. Uh, And it's actually autographed by him from a, uh, from, from whatever, little preseason thing that they did at that point. I've told that story before, but yeah, that game in particular, because it was just, it was just, comp- yeah, door jam. I always forget the name of what <laughs> that, is. I always want to call it the star walk, but that's just not right. <laughs> door um, jam. Yeah, dude, that game in particular, it was kind of, I don't know. It just felt like Vanderbilt fans being redeemed for all of these years. And all those demons were exercised during that game of just pouring it on. Because the final score, I think, was forty one to eighteen, but it should have been yes. forty one to ten because Cordero Patterson returned a punt where he rolled on top of a Vanderbilt yeah. defender and never touched the ground to make that yep. final score look a little bit better. So that one just because going into that offseason was just one of the most fun moments to be a Vanderbilt fan and just have that to hold over everyone wearing that ugly damn orange color the entire off season that the Vanderbilt football program was at that time so much better and in a so much better of a spot than UT. So I always like to go back into that memory bank when the dark times come and remember that wasn't so long ago. The yes. picture
2: that will go down in history for Vanderbilt fans is Andre Howell intercepting. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. a pick six or not, but Derek Dooley no, in he the has... background, Derek Dooley in the background. Um, Just... Was he sitting in it? Like, what was he sitting in? Did he have a stool?
0: That he was like, when he had I the think hip he had a stool. Yeah, that was when he had the hip surgery. Or yeah, whatever he was, it was like right he like, before the game.
2: He like fell off his stool, and it it gets him like mid falling off of it as yeah. Andre Hal intercepts it. Just the microcosm of that game, unbelievable. I went back to
0: watch highlights, which probably skewed what my real memories were even worse. Um, but I was <laughs> at that game. But Andre Hal had two interceptions that probably should have been pick sixes that he got yeah. tackled like yes, inside the five, yard inside line. the yeah. twenty, or inside the ten both times so i don't think he yeah. had any pick sixes that game but he had two interceptions that one he got tackled by the qb i can't remember the name at that at that point and the other he got tripped up literally inside like the uh six. tyler bray so, yep tyler bray that, it that might have
2: right. even been justin worley like that part of that yeah,
0: yeah. he he tyler bray got
3: benched mid-game like uh, for
2: tennessee fans i mean that or uh that was, was rock peterman? bottom for them yeah no not peterman he was later no
3: he was later i think i think it was worley i think you're right Man, that but, team well, that
0: team just had playmakers
3: man sure did well too. what My made God. that game so special too is the year before that the video got leaked where vanderbilt almost won in knoxville and Derek dooley is quoted on video saying the one thing tennessee always does is kick the shit out of vanderbilt and yes, so I you mean. have to go into the off season with That's that taste right. in your mouth and that was that was a big redemption moment. what a
0: well, mistake, that was a that fine was mistake or... by dooley that final score was 41 to 18. And going back and watching that, you had the Cordero Patterson punt return. Like I said, you also I had mean, was Chris blood you also had Chris Cantera, I believe it was, have a touchdown pass just bounce off his hands in yeah, the end zone Franklin to a UT pissed. player. That that game could have easily been, you know, like a 45-52 point win for Vanderbilt. Yeah. That was how good that memory is in my mind. Is like Vanderbilt didn't even execute perfectly and had a lot of stupid mental mistakes during that game and still kicked the shit. Out of UT, so it probably should have been higher than number four, but that's number four on my list.
3: Love it. I remember too the first play of that game that Vanderbilt had on offense. Zach Stacy was a bu- bubble screen to Zach Stacy, and he takes it like 30-40 yards to the two. I line. like got I got so hyped and I screamed so much that I got super lightheaded and dizzy, and like actually like took a tumble. And my dad is like picking me up. He's like, "Son, are you okay?" Because like I'm just like. <laughs> dazed and confused just like like my eyes in the back of my head I'm like dad I think I'm okay
0: what a memory <laughs> like, what, I love it that was oh my gosh that was such a good game that was such Stay a good tuned, game. Uh... y'all are gonna hate
3: y'all are gonna hate my number four too my number four <laughs> is way too high I understand this is like this is a really weird list um well I don't know Number 4 very recent. Number 4 actually is the most recent. The Tyron Lawrence declaring he was coming back to Vanderbilt. Wow. That that was a special moment because I think that signified because as soon as he as soon as he announced that he was in the portal all of us collectively said it was over. Vanderbilt did not have the funds, did not have the facilities. To bring back a star basketball player. The resurrection. blue bloods That Blue Bloods and college basketball powerhouses had the funds to bring back. And we thought that Vanderbilt was dead to rights. And then all of a sudden, it's just like a teeny little pebble just starts falling down the hill. And it just snowballs. And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think that moment was important because not only is Tyron Lawrence going to go down in the history books is one of everybody's favorite Commodores. That moment is significant for all of Vandy athletics, because I think it showed that whenever it comes to sort of pay for play, Vanderbilt can step up to the plate and Vanderbilt can compete. And that was the one thing that every, not the one thing, but one of the many things a lot of people had over Vanderbilt was if they got into a bidding war. We were just going to watch Vanderbilt bow out and just kiss the baby. Good night. Um, and I think in that moment, they show that that's not the case, that Vanderbilt and this particular administration does have the ability to rally the troops, does have the ability to fundraise, and does have the ability to get your stars and keep them on campus. And it's not like he – it's it's not like it was uh, – which the C.J. Taylor situation is also, I think, a, a big deal whenever it comes to this. But it's not like C.J. Taylor, like, entered the portal either. Like, he was always a Commodore <laughs> Tyler Lawrence declared for the draft and then entered the portal, and so I mean it was just a, a left a hook coaster. and a right hook to Vanderbilt, and you're like, there's no way they can recover. And I it, think not only was it getting Tyron back, I think it was the whole microcosm of this administration. It's not, it's not the same old Vandy anymore. That SOV mentality of just bowing out and letting the big dogs play, I think, is out the window. So it's not even really about Tyron. He he obviously is a major piece in it, but I think for me that was a huge step forward in showing that this particular administration is here to play and we're not watching some same old Vanderbilt that's just going to be like, "Oh, well, whatever guys, let's just stick to academics."
2: And that's also I was going to say these other these that's other schools had interest.
0: resources, they had name, they had people on it, they had bigger they had bigger collectives, big bigger money, bigger yeah. checks. The Vanderbilt Commodores, there's one thing all these other schools forgot about. The Vanderbilt Commodores have Trevor, Hack Hacksquatch, Jim Duggan, Hoolan. And according to Tyron Lawrence, in not a not joking way whatsoever, the sole reason that he came back to Vanderbilt University and is going to be a Commodore this upcoming season, ladies what and gentlemen. What a fever dream that <laughs> was. was. What a fever dream Straight that was. Straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah. I mean, it's undeniable. We have, we have video evidence, Trevor, you are the sole reason I'm coming back to Vanderbilt.
3: (laughs) That was, I told my dad, I was like, if you told 12 year old Trevor that this would eventually be his life, he would like cry real tears on the spot. (laughs) Like he would, he'd be like,
0: Oh my God, I can't believe it. But
3: (laughs) man. Yeah. That was a, that was a special moment. That was a very special moment.
2: And you're right that, you know, that signified Vanderbilt's here to play. You know, they're here to yeah. maybe pay for play, you know, whether it's that or not. But I mean, that's what do. it feels like. Yeah. I mean, that that that's a good point. Okay. Special moment there. Not a certain game, but I like I didn't even think about moments like that where it's not in a game. Yeah. You know, Darius Garland committing. Like that was a big day. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And putting that in my top five. I like the honorable mention I was there. Say
0: that. That whole offseason for Vanderbilt basketball is really the only other non-game moment that I could say, but that vibe going into that Bryce Drew season with Simi Shatou, Darius Garland, and Aaron Neesmith all coming in, maybe that should have been somewhere on my list, Now that I'm thinking about it. Trevor, you said we weren't going to like your number four. I like your number four a lot. Also, if we
3: do this in a couple years, the Clark Lee official hired date might like make the list. Ask us in a couple years, and that might somehow crack the top five.
2: Yeah, especially if they get a bull berth here, that that'll bring back some memories of hiring Clark. Okay. Number 4 for me, and this might be too low, but the 2012 SEC basketball title. And you know, this I had to put the, this had to be in the top 5. I was trying to figure out where to put it. I end up putting it at number 4. Another, I mean, I have two emotional days. I think I cried after Clark Lee uh <laughs> beat Kentucky and then I think I cried today on this day. Uh, 2012 SEC basketball title. Emotional. I mean, Kevin Stallings was crying after the game. The the iconic photo of him uh, with the towel, uh, you know, kind of wrapped around his face, crying. Uh, That Kentucky team too won the national title that year. Like that's what's unbelievable about that. Like that was a damn good Kentucky team that Vanderbilt lost to twice in the regular season. They get another shot at them in New Orleans in front of Big Blue Nation. Right, they were probably. What two thousand Vandy fans there, and everyone else is wearing is wearing blue. If that, and, and yeah. you know, yeah. So, you know, that was a special day. The biggest play of that game was Keedron Johnson's and one reverse reverse layup. Yup, the kid from Marshall County High School, like Tennessee kid, you know, plays at Vandy. He didn't play much that year. He he was kind of he was a reserve. He was young. I think he was a yeah. freshman. Um, but he comes in and makes a huge play there at the end of the game. But that team, guys, I, honestly, this this memory is tied into really that entire season. Like, mm-hmm. Tinsley, Jenkins, Taylor, Ger- Goulburn, and Azealy. I mean, that'll go yep. down as one of the best starting fives in Vanderbilt basketball history. First SEC basketball title since 1955. Like, you talk about history. I mean, that, that's, that's a historic day. And so I think for Vandy fans, they look at that and – what a day! I mean, you know, you know, you're making the NCAA tournament, but you kind of put the icing on top with mm-hmm. and the SEC conference uh, title is usually the last game of the day or one of the last games of that Sunday on Selection Sunday. Yeah, and so tied with Selection Sunday. Okay, where do we go? What seed do we get? They ended up getting number five. They beat Harvard, then they lost Wisconsin. But I don't know, guys. I I look back at this and I remember where I was. I wasn't down there, of course, and not many of any fans were, but. You know, I was at my buddy's house and you know they could care less about Vandy and they're like, what is this what is this Billy kid freaking out about? Like it's Vanderbilt. (laughs) You know, but I mean Vanderbilt basketball wins an SEC title. Like that that's big time. I remember that day, I mean, that was celebration. You know, I remember that was an
3: emotional day.
2: I remember running and telling people, I didn't even know. Hey, Vandy just won the SEC title. Like, couldn't wait to see my dad and tell him the next day, that Monday at school. Was awesome. Like you just, it's almost, you know, you want to beat your chest. You know, I mean, Vanderbilt yeah. is, is being an SEC title, like being an SEC champ is almost just as impressive. And I don't want to say this because it's not, but Vanderbilt's not going to win many national titles. So if you win an SEC title, like that, that's mm-hmm. rare for Vanderbilt for any sport. I mean, and, and so to yeah. win an SEC title in one of the three major sports is huge. And so I had to put this 2012 basketball title, I know. I would have probably had a memory of them making the sweet 16, maybe beating Harvard or not Harvard, beating Wisconsin. But this is that was the best memory of that season. And I know I was going to yeah. say if they beat Kentucky at home, college game day was there. I was thinking about doing that one just because I was there. Yeah. Um I didn't go to the game day show, but I, I was at that game. It was a late start on a Saturday night. Vanderbilt they played well, but they didn't end up winning. I was tempted to throw that in there, but they didn't win. So I had to go 2012 SEC basketball title special day. I mean, we could say that about all these, but and, and the unsung hero of Keedron Johnson is one of my favorite parts of that, you know. I mean, after that reverse yes. layup, yep. after that reverse layup it's like we got this, you know. I mean, this is in the bag, Vandy. And then he Vandy's hits the and one. Yeah, Vandy's SEC champs. And you know, they won and it's like you you could hear like all 800 Vandy fans screaming and it was like all the blue was just cold Complete silent. I mean, you could hear a pin yeah. drop in that arena, which is what made it cool too. So I got to go 2012 SEC basketball title for now, my number four.
0: Damn, Billy. That's a good one because <laughs> that's my number three. So I'm not going to go into it again. Uh, that I've was my got another one of yours. Too. SEC title. But because Billy took my number three, well, that's my number official number three. There was one game in particular that I just could not find room for. On this list, besides at number five, already trying to trying to lump in the 2008 Auburn College game day game and the 2008 Music City Bowl uh, and Larry Smith kneeling down to secure that victory, trying to lump two games into my memory at number five. So number three, I'm going to go with a game that I didn't see mentioned and don't think it will be mentioned on either of your lists. Vanderbilt, Kansas State with the infamous Nephi Lalau quote after the victory from the Commodores. Oh, that game day, God. I think it was 2017, was as electric as Vanderbilt has had of any environment since probably that 2013 Ole Miss game. That 2017 Kansas State game, I think it was kind of, you know, thrown into the garbage, baby out with the bathwater because the next week they got absolutely dominated by a buzzsaw of Alabama. But there was a ton of hype going into that game. Mm-hmm. And the memory of that mm-hmm. final stop, Kyle Shermer fumbling the snap, picking it up and reaching out to break the pylon, it was an ugly game and it came down to it and Vanderbilt got the stop on the last play of the game. So because you stole my number three of the 2012 SEC championship game, Billy, great choice that you're number four. I'm just going to throw that one in I as like an it. honorable mention because I don't want to recap uh, that 2012 game. Again, the only thing I have to add in about the 2012 SEC title game for the basketball program i was watching that with my cousin who was a massive kentucky basketball fan he was real cocky at first and vanderbilt <laughs> ended up winning that game and he did the classic kentucky fan thing which was immediately following saying we don't care about the sec championship we're more focused on national <laughs> championships. just just like Fantastic. whatever my best friend growing up was also a, is also a kentucky basketball fan said the same thing And then those sons of bitches went out and won the national championship and justified exactly what they said to my face. So that (laughs) infuriated me a little bit, but it still comes in at number three on my list. That That definitely stunning.
3: I mean, and and to going going back to that game, like you said, Billy, where does the photo of Kevin Stallings crying Uh, into the Gatorade towel rank in all time Vanderbilt photographs? It might be number two behind the dog pile and. uh, well, against Virginia,
2: the TV, co- the TV cameras captured it like it's a yeah. screenshot from yeah. the, the camera from the shot get sh- yeah, the
3: camera. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Which is really uh, cool. So and, you know, another emotional tie, you know, after that game, I mean, Kevin Stallings, you really never saw him cry. So, no. for, you know, he I mean, he, he was letting it loose. So that, that's what makes it special, too. God, that
3: was such a good game. I, cr- I cried at that. I, I was at home watching that. I sobbed during that game. Again, uh, you,
2: and you didn't think it would, it was even possible. Like, Fandy's not no. beating Kentucky. You know, you just, it was no. one of those things where you just did not think it was even possible. They had Anthony Davis. I think, was Nolan's Norell on that team? No, they, they, uh, Anthony
3: Davis, Marcus T. Tee- I know it was, a, I know it was Anthony Davis,
2: D- uh, Duran Lamb. Uh, oh, the, yes. That Patrick Patterson. I mean, that, that was a freakish
3: a looking team. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah. You can make the argument that's, one of the best Kentucky teams of all time. Yeah, and that's up they there were unstoppable for the, that season.
2: That's up there for greatest Vanderbilt moment. Like, you know, objectively, Ever. yeah. Like, yeah. not you know, not even opinion. Like, like that's. I mean, not even just a favorite memory. Like, that's one of the greatest moments. So, yeah, that, that's that's what makes it cool too.
3: I totally agree.
0: So, what are we on? Are we on number three?
2: No, number three. Yep. Now, here we
3: go. Yep, that was number my three. that was my number
0: three. Because Billy stole it. So, but yeah, that was my number three.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh my number three, also another game that probably nobody really remembers or cares for. February twenty eighth, twenty twelve. It was my birthday. We went to O'Charlie's for my birthday dinner. <laughs> and my mom and dad had the waitress bring out a happy birthday Vanderbilt cake for me. Uh, <laughs> and they surprised they surprised me with tickets uh to the vanderbilt game that night uh vanderbilt basketball senior night against number eight florida mm. so it's jeff taylor senior night what well, was now john jenkins senior night it was all those guys senior nights against the number eight florida gators and uh and vanderbilt went in and, and, and won by 77 to 67 that was a uh that was a special game i think too it was just like the whole like I just remember being like, oh, well, like we can do whatever for dinner, but we got to get home so we can watch the Vanderbilt basketball game. And then like all of a sudden I just get surprised with tickets to, to see one of the best Vanderbilt basketball teams ever see their senior night. And so that was really cool. And, and where we were sitting, we were two rows up from the floor, opposite side uh, the visitor's bench. So it was like all like close and personal as I remember watching like Jeff Taylor, he obviously got his curtain call and John Jenkins hugged him and he was like crying into his shoulder. And that was that, I mean, that's all teams period out of all sports, that 2011, 2012 Vanderbilt basketball team is, is either one or two for me, just favorite teams I've ever seen in my life. God, I love those guys. Well, that was the last chance.
2: That was the last chance for Vandy fans. Yeah. To get to see him at home
3: and in the black and gold. That yeah, was say, yeah. That was it. Yeah, that was their last game together in Nashville.
2: That signifies it was the against, end it, was of,
3: against the, it was against the top eighteen or yeah, top ten team in Florida. Florida was yeah. good that year. They had some dogs, but man. really
2: good. It was really a Super Tuesday team. senior
3: night. The ESPN was there and everything. Yeah, yep. that was a fun game. That was that's my number three.
2: Anytime Jimmy Dykes is calling the game, you know, with uh, with uh, I guess it was Brad Nestler back then. You knew it was a big game, and for Vanderbilt to win that, you know, with the spotlight on them, I remember that pretty vividly. I wasn't there, and I was debating putting that in my top five, just signifying the end of, you know,
3: a, a phenomenal team. So, hell of a, I mean, hell yeah, of a job. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't truck. call them a dynasty because they only won, like, really one title, but I'm the most successful Vanderbilt team in our lifetime. That Yeah, you, you well, got to see they, the end of them. They stuck together.
2: You know they stuck yeah. together really from their freshman year altogether. J- Jenkins was the only junior. Um, yeah. There, that ended, ended up being his last home game too. So hell yeah. of a hell of a job there, Trev. Okay, number three for me is one that Will has already mentioned, and I, know Will and I always have two, two or three of the same ones in our top five. Twenty twelve football win over Tennessee. I, I that's up there for me historic. 41 to 18, yeah. utter domination. After the game, the camera pans over to the fans and they zoom in on Vandy Lance crying. It's it's Vandy Lance and, and other Vandy fans just bawling their eyes out after they beat Tennessee for the first time at home since 1982. I mean, that was James Franklin's finest hour. He turned around at the cameras and put, you know, threw up the VU, broke a 15 game losing streak to Tennessee. Like, this is ingrained in Vanderbilt fans' minds because it was against Tennessee. And, Will, you you threw all of it out there. But just the utter domination. Like, like it would have been something if it was, you know, a comeback win by a field goal or a touchdown or two. But this was 40-1 to 18. Like And as you mentioned, Will, this could have been a 50-point win. Like, if Vanderbilt wouldn't have screwed up a couple of plays. So, 2012 football win over Tennessee. I know we already talked a ton about it. But that's my number three. It's tough to beat. I mean, it's just that that for for this generation of Vandy fans and even older Vandy fans like Vandy Lance, that's probably in his top five because he was there, you know, the, yeah. they're just anxiously waiting to finally beat Tennessee after 15 years. And then it had been since 1982. And and yep. in the reveal in the revealed video at the beginning of it, they showed the 1982 win and, and just the, the history behind it was really, really cool Both and in
3: gold jerseys.
2: Yeah, it's just the tradition of gold continues, like special, special night. Um, And, and, you know, Vanderbilt, they had a lot of talent. But the other fact of the matter is Tennessee was so down, like it was kicking a dead horse. Like that was part of the enjoyment. Like the entire state is is at rock bottom because their beloved Tennessee Vols just lost to Vanderbilt. And it was almost like the death nail for Tennessee football even though they had plenty of other death nails after that. But, I mean, it, it, it's it's by, you know, courtesy of Vanderbilt. So uh, that, for me, it, that, that'll that go down in the history books. And I think that's in the top five for not just younger Vanderbilt fans, but older Vanderbilt fans as well. So for number three for yeah. me, the 2020 the, – the 2020 – 2012 football win over Tennessee. Vandy did not beat Tennessee in 2020.
0: <laughs> no, they did not.
2: Uh, unfortunately, really, they didn't that, come That's close. an incredible
0: one. I'm not sure if that'll be the last time we hear Tennessee's name in these top five lists. I don't think it will be. Uh, This is is where the list got tough for me. I realized that there were really six I wanted to squeeze in, which is why I tried to bump the 2008 Music City Bowl to squeeze in with number five, because I realized I wasn't going to be able to squeeze three memories into the top two spots. But at number two, it's going to be Trevor's number five. It's going to be the Norwood home run the 2014 national championship. I cannot believe it's the baseball guy that you are, Trevor. That was your number five memory. I, I Let me get it pulled played. up here. I want, I want to play. I want to play this. I bookmarked it. I looked for it. Uh, the Joe Fisher call. Oh, my God. The Norwood home run. Play I found it. Loud. It, through... it welled on the left field line to the
3: corner, to
1: the wall, to the house. That ball is gone. That ball is gone. John Norwood. Oh my goodness! Mm. John Norwood, mm. Vanderbilt's first home run of this College World Series, and the Commodores lead it three to two. Mm. The
0: one zero, that one mm. right there. Oh, Damn, the That's wall. so good to the house. I remember that ball watching ball vividly. That ball, that ball, is, ball is gone. gone. Oh, that's why we make it unbelievable. That is why my number one is going to be what my number one is, is a specific Joe Fisher call that I've listened to probably 10,000 times on SoundCloud because I found the clip. But my number two is the Norwood home run, and specifically the memory associated with it, that Joe Fisher call is absolute audio beauty. I mean, it's why we miss Joe Fisher. It's why he is synonymous with Vanderbilt fans and the great memories that Vanderbilt fans have. Man. That call pulls it all together. Vanderbilt winning their first national championship. You are we already discussed it at Trevor's number five, but that's my number two. And I'm just shocked. I'm just shocked and disappointed. Well, I'm still surprised <laughs> that
2: I'm I'm still surprised it's at number three for Will. Like, I mean that that's like oh, number two, number two, my bad. Number two. So Will's probably got a football for number one. Uh, I would,
0: I would venture to guess. So I, I couldn't make it all, all football. It's, it's. I have a basketball in there at number three, and baseball in there at number two. I'm diverse. Could have easily been all football for me, but <laughs> there, there are a couple of memories associated with other sports I had to throw in there.
3: All right, I Trevor. can't believe I put that at five, man. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at my list right now, and I'm sure everybody feels the same way. There's like a few that are honorable mentions that, like I make the argument that they should be like top two or three but oh my God oh my God all right my number two will I think it was will that said it, that wouldn't be the last time we hear about the Vols. my number two is not the 2012 game even though that was very special. mine is Vanderbilt versus Tennessee 2016 Tennessee comes to Nashville. If they win, they go to the Sugar Bowl. I, th- I mean, I think they started out five and zero that year. They were rolling. Josh Dobbs senior season they had Alvin Kamara, uh, they had all these guys. Uh, jo- Josh Malone. Yep. I think Jalen Hurts was still playing at that point though. He might have left with scrambled eggs for brains at some point during that season. <laughs> but they come in. Uh, they're like, well, they're top. Are they top fifteen or are they number top fifteen team in the country? I think. And so I don't I don't know from this game if there is a specific play. I think if I had to pick, there was one deep bomb from Kyle Shermer, uh, that Caleb Scott caught over I think it was Cam Sutton, um, to get Vanderbilt uh, in field goal range. They weren't quite into the red zone, but it was an absolute nuke of a pass. Uh, that was I mean that was just a special game because going into that, I don't think anybody really thought that Vanderbilt would win that ball game, and somehow. They just kept it very, very close. And then as time progressed throughout the ball game, Vanderbilt was still in it and leading. And I just remember being in the stands thinking, like, oh, my God. Like, I, I think they might do it. And I just remember as the game progressed, getting progressively more and more unhinged because I was like, oh, my God. They're gonna do it. They're gonna. I think this was the Derek Mason dance on him game. Yep,
2: that
3: was I, this the is the Derek. Der- I
2: thought no, that was that was. God, I think it was Tennessee.
3: No, I I think this is the Derek Mason He's where he danced right. on him in the in the post game. But that was 2012 was very special because that was like the first. That was the first time. That was like I. That was very special for all Vandy fans. But I think it was more special for someone like my dad. Who had not seen a Vanderbilt win at home since 1982. He was at that game, so that was a that was a a full circle moment for him. But but for me, I was a little bit older in 2016. I appreciated the game a little bit more than I did back in 2012. Uh, so for me, that that 2016 game that was that was a really really special game. And two is because I. Tennessee had way more talent than Vanderbilt did. Like Vanderbilt really had no yeah. business in that game. Twenty twelve, you can make the argument like Vanderbilt should have beat the hell out of them, like they did. Um, Twenty sixteen was a very pleasant surprise. That was a special moment, and that win got
2: Butch Jones fired. Like that was yes. that was that was the that death was nail. the the match. That was the death nail for for Butch Jones, and that's what makes it even better. It was for bowl eligibility. <laughs> like they they got to mm-hmm. six wins. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot that went into that. So that, that, I that I was tempted to put that one in there, uh, for, for my top five. But number two for me, Will had this, I think at number five, maybe number four, the two thousand eight Music City Bowl. Number five. This one's really personal for me yeah. because I, I I was young,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, at two thousand eight, I guess that I guess I was like eight years old, but I, I remember it vividly. Um because I went with my dad. It was freezing cold. Oldest year's game I've Eve. ever been to. Oh. Yeah, ice cold. Yep. I mean, it was like you were in Alaska. Um, yeah. First bowl win in 53 years. First appearance in a bowl game since 1982. And the MVP of the game was your punter, Brett Upson. Which was, it just, it signified how ugly that game was. The offense, It was so gross. The offense for Vandy didn't <laughs> score a touchdown. They had a little over 200 yards of offense. Uh, Larry Smith went in the game, I think, late for Mackenzie Adams. Uh, but yeah, I just, I remember going with my dad. Your, Larry your dad started time. that game. Okay. Yeah. La- okay. Yeah. Larry started that. Might have been Chris Nixon. I think that was, it was Chris, Chris
0: Nixon. Nixon. And that then was Larry... Chris Nixon's team.
2: Okay. But Larry came in, right? I'm not.
0: Yeah. It I'm was not, like, yeah. He was yeah. yeah. He took the final yeah. kneel down. He really, right. He took yeah. the final kneel down in that game as a yeah. freshman.
2: I just remember being downtown for the first time for a sporting event, like, ever, and it was a it was a big, like, ESPN was there, like, big moment for Vandy, like, the nation's eyes were on it, because, oh, look yeah. at Vandy, like, back in a bowl game for the first time since 1982, Bobby Johnson deserved this one, like, I, I was happy for the players, for the fans, but Bobby Johnson, man, I... I what a guy. I mean, he didn't, he he deserved more than just one bowl win. Um, and he went through a lot. You know, that, the administration really didn't help him out at all. And Clark will tell you this Clark Lee played for Bobby Johnson, and so did Javon Hayes. So did Norval yeah. McKenzie. So did a lot of other really good players. They had some good players. Yeah. Because a lot of them stayed. Jay st- yeah. <laughs> Jay Cutler, Earl Bennett, a lot be of someone. them stayed <laughs> at Vandy. You know, and and ended up playing for Franklin, uh, and Robbie Caldwell. So they stayed. They had a good culture, and uh, just a great memory, man. I mean, Boston College was good. They were number twenty four team in the country, I think. Like that they was had a some really dogs good
3: at linebacker.
2: Yeah, that was a really good Boston College team. I remember they had a good quarterback, good good mobile quarterback. And Vanderbilt found a way. They, they found a way at I think it was called LP Field back then on the banks of the Cumberland River. On, on New Year's Eve, they they get a bowl win. God,
0: that game was cold. It was cold. freezing. So cold.
2: It was freezing. They, get, they have a winning season for the first time, I think, since 1982. Or not, yeah, because they didn't have a winning season in 05. So, yeah, I guess that was the first winning season in a while. Just, I mean, special, man. Special, special night. And for me, it's a little bit more personal going with my dad, and I'll never forget that. Um, you know, just kind of walking out. There are a lot of any fans there. It, it, I know we saw a comment yeah. and we'll get to some of these responses. We had a, somebody comment in and, and said that game sort of felt like a homecoming, Um, you know, for a yeah. lot of people. And maybe that was 2012 he was talking about. But nonetheless, unbelievable moment for, for Vanderbilt football. And you go back and that's really, you know, at least for me, the first huge Vanderbilt football moment, you know, I mean, 2008 Music yeah. City Bowl. I know that you have the Auburn game there, but I mean bowl game that's a little bit more meaningful, and yeah, uh and that's what you're fighting get, for, yeah, and it's in Nashville. You know, I mean, being able to do it in Nashville was awesome. So, a lot of memories tie with that. A little personal. Can't remember if I was crying or not, but I mean, I'm sure some 80 fans were. Uh, 08 Music City Bowl H- had to have that <laughs> at, at uh, number two. That's
0: such I a good. I vividly thick. remember sitting in the upper deck, looking down. Top, I was in left. I I can see that game and yep, remember how freezing Same. cold it was. I was uh, that yeah, I was memory, in the red seats.
2: I was it, in the red seats. What made yeah. me like
0: switch back when you when you asked if I went to the Auburn game? I was like, I think I'm associating these Music City Bowl memories with that '08 Auburn game, like college game day experience, because it all just lumps into my head. But that Music City Bowl, that was that was special. That was emotional. Yeah. Now that you're saying that, recover billy, the I think touchdown I, in the end zone. I underrated that. Heavy yeah, I on mean, my list, it, I feel ashamed.
2: It's just you tie it together and you forget, yeah. but you know it's the end of the season. Um, I remember going into the club level inside. There's so many people inside trying to stay warm.
3: Really, I uh, was club level too. No way. Were you? Uh, did you sit behind Vanderbilt or Boston College? I think I was Vandy. That that behind on Vandy's sideline. Billy, we might have been sitting very close to each. <laughs> I was, I was, I was near the end zone, like where the houses were will's like screw y'all
2: i was up there freezing my ass off i was 300's. in high upper
0: deck like maybe the top <laughs> row of the entire the entire Tennessee time stadium i don't remember it's what co- it
2: was called and, and at that point LPC i'm glad crazy. i love the fact that we were all there like a lot of vandy fans were there yeah. i'm sure you ask yeah i'm sure you ask vandy fans like yep i was there i, I was there man and i was Nashville, there yep you got to go to it so 08 music city bowl for me special moment
0: god what a good billy that's a that's such a good pick that's a great one Once again, we're hitting number one now. I'm going to run through the recap. So everybody go through their recap once they get up to theirs. And I'm sure we'll do it at the end. But here we go. Number five was the 08 season combining with the Music City Bowl. Vanderbilt-Auburn game day was my number five. Number four, what was my number four? I'm forgetting what I even had now. That was 2012 UT. Number three was the SEC championship in 2012 for basketball. Number two, John Norwood's home run. Number one for me was Trevor's number two. It's Vanderbilt UT 2016. And once mm. again, I said I would have memories associated with Joe Fisher calls. There are some great calls from Joe Fisher. Champions but he was of always, life. he was always the consummate professional and he let his emotions go in 2016. I found it. Uh, I'm going to play the Joe Fisher call go. right now. Did that come through? Uh, okay. Last time when yeah. I played it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 45, yeah.
1: And while the volunteers might be the self-proclaimed champions of life, they're not champions of
2: the same. Oh,
0: chills. <laughs> Chills. Well, the volunteers
2: might be the self-proclaimed While champions the of life. the volunteers
0: might be the self-proclaimed champions of life. They're not, they're champions, not the champions of, this, of state. this state. And you asked about <laughs> one specific play, Trevor. I was at that game. There are a couple reasons why this is number one I on my list. I was at that one, too. Uh, you listed off Tennessee was 8-3. and They basically just written off that they were going to go to the Sugar Bowl after they beat Vanderbilt. But there's one play in particular, and it's the Ralph Webb run into the end zone. Cracking oh. over, I believe it was Todd Kelly lowering Todd, his, shoulder yes. into his chest Wait, his just out driving, of his weight. Exclamation to hit him. point! I I remember that so vividly. And my dad's a little bit calmer than me, and as he's gotten older, he's he's calmed down a little bit. I have never ever seen my father in the way that he was standing on the metal bleachers in Section J that is no longer there at Vanderbilt Stadium standing on top saying get the hell out of my stadium get out as (laughs) ut fans are are trickling down you see the orange i'm like calming him down i'm like dude let's chill out a little bit but (laughs) that game like you said trevor 2012 was like it was an exaltation of demons out of Vanderbilt fans it's like we are a better program right now uh (laughs) but that ralph webb trucking over todd kelly obviously you know i think the espn announcing calls said Ralph Webb, big hole, Ralph Webb, in zone, touchdown. And then on the replay, the colored commentator said, that is exactly the type of person. Right through him. And then obviously, you know, Derek Mason happened to ruin the entire Vanderbilt football program. But at that moment, I was like, maybe we've got something in Derek Mason and the vest. And, And there was a little bit of grit and dog in that team. And yeah. it was the opposite of 2012. They didn't. They didn't execute perfectly in 2012. In that 2016 game, they played about as perfect as you can possibly play. And Alvin Sh- Kamara, Shermer was judging, airing it out. Yeah, Alvin Kamara misjudging the line of scrimmage marker for that first down marker to officially end the game and stepping out of bounds, uh, and going turning around as he realized <laughs> yes. he just voluntarily stepped out of bounds on fourth down short of the first down marker the mem- the memory of that and being able to taunt ut fans with the fact that their player didn't know where the first down marker was yes on-, on fourth down was also pretty great so there are a lot of reasons why that one's my number one even though they're not logical reasons i have so many great memories associated with that game and beating those guys in orange it's not the it's not the Super Bowl, not the most important thing, but the ability to taunt like 80% of your yeah. friends for an entire offseason probably elevates those memories just a little bit in my mind. Yeah. 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 I love it. I
3: think what's so special about that game too, or not what's so special, but like I remember growing up and before Vanderbilt hit like the 2010s to where they sort of exercised some demons, like you said. I remember my dad telling me uh, I don't remember what year it was, but it was leading up to a Tennessee game. And he was like, he's like, yeah, he's like, there have been games to where they've like really beat the mess out of us. But he's like, there's been some games to where Vanderbilt should have won. And he's like, there's something about whenever Vanderbilt teams see that orange T on a helmet that they just sort of got scared and just folded up. And I think, particularly it started with 2012 season, but I think the 2016 game too really signified that the culture of Vanderbilt football, like they don't view Tennessee like that way anymore. Like there's not, they're not the big, bad boogeyman anymore. Um, And then they went on to beat them three years in a row. Um, But I think that signified that Vanderbilt has sort of gotten over this, uh, this mental hump, so to speak. And I think even though we haven't, we haven't beat them since what is it 2019 now? So they've got on a little run against us. But I still think Vanderbilt fans feel that way to where they're not like the big big bad boogeyman to where it's like, oh, like go ahead and chalk it up as an automatic L. Like you just realized done it before, hopefully do it again. So that was a man, that was a special game. The puffy vest I can't believe we put that in a investing. in a case that was ridiculous I, I, I despised
0: that in in every way that was i'm no, so glad I that we had an so administration sick. change since then
3: dude honestly we should just kept the vest i think that's so funny the same people the same
0: people that chose to hang up that vest in a glass case are the same people that approved Derek mason's motto of relentless tough intelligent it's that people. is true just but horrendous I, I, I think the vest and, and approved the shoulder caps
3: is yeah that was Clark, an Clark
0: Lee luck.
2: Clark Lee wouldn't even wear a vest to like a Christmas party like that no. like Derek Mason showed up in a in a vest like a winter vest for every home game on almost yeah. like down the stretch it
3: would be like 90 degrees outside in like early September and he's like got a vest on
2: <laughs> like Derek Mason's vest had a Twitter account like that that's it was ridiculous that was hell rough. hell of a list there about that.
0: <laughs> that was... Oh, my God. That was...
3: I do think it is funny, though, The we, uh, we put his vest on display for beating Tennessee. That is, like, actually kind of hilarious. It is. That, like,
0: that, Tennessee that,
3: was I'm, like, I can't okay, believe you did that. I'm the, like, that's hilarious to I me. I
0: want... I it, Like, if that was done in the way that I was hoping it was done, like, in a tongue-in-cheek way so that UT fans would be like, Oh, Vanderbilt put the vest where they beat UT in a glass case. It's their trophy for the season but i know it wasn't done in that way i know it wasn't done that's a fair double... point i know it wasn't done in the way that we enjoyed it like yeah, i like it because it was point. so stupid that it pissed off stupid <laughs> ut fans but yeah. i know the administration wasn't doing this double layer of irony thing yeah so it was just stupid <laughs> from them and ended up working out so that's why i put it up there with the rti slogan
3: now if now vanderbilt beat tennessee this year and Clark Lee was wearing some like kind of funky, crazy like team issued beanie. I think this administration would do it in like the tongue and cheek where they're like, "Let's put Clark
0: Lee's beanie on the. Well, well, the. <laughs> Although difference I don't
3: think that... Clark would do that. Clark would be like, "Hell no, we are not." Yeah, doing see, that. I don't but think that. I would happen, be but like, that's difference."
0: This, this administration, is, yes. you can feel it when you talk or see any interviews. And we talked again to Storyly. This administration's IQ level is and it like galaxy un- brain i won't even say iq level because that's wrong it's just common, sense. In, touch, just common sense in touch with sports nothing yeah. to do with iq but like being in touch with how human beings who like sports interact and communicate with each other it's yes. a whole different whole different yes. animal inside of vanderbilt right now and i I'll, I'll get to my number one i swear to god but
3: a little off subject i think that's a great point and i think you even see that with the way vanderbilt uses their socials now That Mm. the people they have running their socials are clearly like people our age who are children of the internet and like come up with funny, like cool stuff. And I think that like finally, like I think the Vanderbilt, whoever runs the Vanderbilt basketball account is legitimately a hilarious person.
0: Vanderbilt's always been very picky about their brand and how it's portrayed. Like I think that stems from the academic prestige of the university. But in the social media age with athletics and they were just so picky about how their content was being shared. And so it prevented them from ever going viral on any type of content on Twitter or on TikTok or on Instagram reels because they were literally making people take it down. If they were using Vanderbilt content or messaging them saying Mm -hmm. you don't have the rights to this. I'm like, it's free content, free promotion. And they finally have people. In place, in charge of the social media, in charge of the athletic communications, that understand how social media works, and the more content that can be produced by these random accounts, the more exposure your brand has, and the more brand name recognition that ultimately leads to more recruiting and national yeah. success. So, which they're doing the a great Vandy job. Boys revolutionized. So it's been, it has been like you've literally seen it happen like the last five to six years. It's been crazy. Brand, yeah,
2: brand new Vandy.
0: Yep, dude. No, same so old Vandy dead.
3: It's dead. I never want to hear anybody say that again. Okay. So I'm going off. I'm going, I'm going to run through my fives. I had the Johnny Norwood home run at five. Yes. Tweet at me your displeasures. I don't care. Um, John Norwood home run number five. Number four, Tyron Lawrence with the I'm back tweet. Number three. God, what did I even have? Number three, Uh, 2011, 2012 Vanderbilt men's basketball senior night, February 28th, 2012 against the number eight Florida Gators. That was my number three. Got to see the best Vanderbilt basketball team of our lifetime uh, playing together one last time in person. My number two Vanderbilt versus Tennessee 2016 Uh, Vanderbilt with the upset against Tennessee to keep them from going to the Sugar Bowl. And my number one, nobody is going to remember this. Nothing particularly special happened during this game, but it is very special because it is my first ever Vanderbilt football game that I ever attended. My dad surprised us in 2007. He told me, he's like, son, I'm finally taking you to a Vanderbilt football game. So in 2007, my dad surprised me with tickets to the home opener of Vanderbilt versus the Richmond Spiders. My very <laughs> first my very first ever Vanderbilt football event. As soon as I walked into Vanderbilt Stadium, now known as First Bank Stadium, I was absolutely hooked. I was enthralled. There was, I don't know, maybe 20,000 people there. Um, I just got bit with the bug immediately. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I, I remember the very first play of the game very first play of the game (laughs) Vanderbilt is on defense Richmond's on offense and I didn't then again it's 2007 I have no idea like what they're doing on the field but Vanderbilt moves up to the line like they're gonna blitz pre-snap and I just remember my dad stands up and yells here they come and they snap the ball and Marcus Bugs gets a sack and forces a fumble first play of the game and I just remember my wow. dad going crazy. I don't. I I think I went crazy. I don't remember what it was, but it was, yeah, my very first ever football game shared with my father. That was a very special moment. That was uh, I, I mean, if if it was not for that game, I would not be the Vanderbilt football fan that I am today. So. I remember at one point in the game, Vanderbilt was drubbing Richmond and, and I knew I found out that their nickname was the Spiders. So I started singing the itsy-bitsy spider song, like the itsy-bitsy <laughs> spider. spider
1: and the, and the water and
3: my, my dad is like, son, what are you doing? He's like, I remember, I remember, I vividly remember him being like, son, we got to be class acts about this. And I somehow turned out to be this after my father giving me the class act talk when I'm 10 years old. That was the <laughs> that first, that was the, the first act of violence that was uh, that was a special like that was I know that game means nothing to anybody else but to me the first ever football game I went with my dad that was I mean yeah yeah, that's my number one event over a national title over beating Tennessee that was that was a very special (laughs) moment for me versus Richmond 2007 the Richmond
2: Richmond Spiders versus the Vanderbilt Commodores on a Saturday afternoon in Nashville 2000 Saturday night
3: Saturday night, oh night, a night game. game! It was Home a night opener. game. That is tough. Home to beat, opener, right? very very first play of the game. Vanderbilt blitzes and Marcus Bugs forces a fumble.
2: So unironically, Trevor has the only net, na- the first <laughs> national title in all three's major sports at number five, and Vanderbilt and Richmond at number yep. one. I love it.
3: I love it. Not, nothing. Nothing will ever beat that game for me. No, <laughs> first game with the old man. His first game in years. So yeah. That was a uh, Vanderbilt-Richmond 2007. seven. That is my number one. Love it.
2: All right, number one for me, I think both of y'all have already said it, the 2014 Baseball National Championship. John Norwood's home run. And Will already played the call, played two Joe Fisher calls today. And on that topic, we could probably have top five Joe Fisher calls. Like, I mean, maybe more than five. Like, that's how special. Yeah. Uh, he was first-ever national title in any major sport. I remember it vividly. Um, We were all at home, and the neighborhood was was crazy. We had a couple other families that were watching it, and you know the houses were close together. And the house right across from us was watching it too. And we would like switch back from watching it their house, and then if if Vandy made an error, we would go back to our house try to change the vibe. Oh, that's awesome! (laughs) It was uh, it was fun, and you know, in our house, like you know, it was. I remember. We lived, it was like two houses ago, it was a smaller house, but I mean we're all kind of packed into the living room. I don't know, man. It's just Vanderbilt baseball winning a national title. Like they did it. Like it it has happened. Like they 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 made yeah. history. They won a national title. And it was special because it was unexpected. That team, if you look yeah. back, they got hot at the right time. They were yeah. I'm not gonna say an average team, but I mean they were they weren't a They weren't even a top five team, really, most of the season. You know, they were kind of Virginia team. Yeah, great Virginia team. Dansby Swanson's defense was huge late in the game. Um, Adam Ravenel closing it out. Unexpected. That that's the word that comes to mind because it made it more fun. It was like, okay, this this could be Vandy's first national title. Not knocking the 2019 title. But let's face it that was expected. <laughs> I mean yeah. like that was a an absolute powerhouse of a team but what made 2014 so special was that it was almost lightning in a bottle. You know, you yeah. caught lightning in a bottle and Vanderbilt wins it all. And it's you know you look back at that and it's like okay that was it wasn't the beginning of Tim Corbin's dominance because in 2008 of course they had the number 1 team in the country lost in the regional but it was the beginning of the national prominence of Mm -hmm. of Vanderbilt baseball and and then you saw the celebration when they got back in town and you you can't describe it I mean you you cannot describe seeing your team win a national title you really can't because it doesn't feel real it's like okay we're we're the last team standing we just won the national title it's it's hard to describe um but yeah Ravenel closing it out I'll never forget Being at my house, we all kind of dogpile a little bit. You know, we're running around everywhere. We go to our neighbor's house. I mean, it was a – Will talked about Nashville, the the community bonding together. It was like – I mean, I felt like everybody in Nashville was watching that. Everybody in our neighborhood Mm -hmm. was watching that game, and it was just awesome. I mean, I don't know that you will ever recapture that moment as a Vanderbilt fan. Now, I know football, if they – you know. For some reason, go on to win a national title. So I mean, that would obviously beat yeah. it. Basketball if they ever won one. But I mean, you, you win a national title in the three major sports. Like mm. that that doesn't happen. So I had to throw that in there. I'm surprised how similar uh we were. I know Trevor was kind of the outlier with the list, but Will and I, well, we had I think we had two or three of the same ones, but uh there it is. My so my number five, Clark Lee's first SEC win against Kentucky this past season, number four, the twenty twelve SEC basketball title number 3 the 2012 football win over tennessee number 2 2008 music city bowl and number 1 2014 baseball national championship so there it is we had a lot of comments over 30 responses and a lot of them were the same like it's yeah, kind of
0: because billy there haven't been that many great moments to be a vanderbilt fan during our lifetimes just to be That's honest the with you so the, there there's mm-hmm. only like about 8 to 10 if you're in your mid 20s <laughs> yeah. to choose Because probably, like, I want to include the Shane Foster senior night. It's kind of why I was hazy, because it's kind of my first memories on 2008. But if we're doing, like, memories... I mean, it's been a decently successful yeah. little stretch, maybe in football. You of the national part of the word, baseball, of the word but... memory means you remember it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's not like the greatest, most memorable moments. It's like, I wanted to have memories of these and man, that's why I said, I think the like disappointment and like what broke you top five moments may have a lot more variation. There may be a lot of yeah. similarities, but there are a lot of places that, that, uh, Vanderbilt fandom experience could can go badly, I would say, and there's only a few that have kept us going, and they've kept us going pretty well, but they're few and far between.
2: They they are. The few, the proud. Adam on Twitter, beating Auburn on college game day, the 2014 Natty, the Kumar no-hitter. That that oh, was a that big was a one. one. Um, Beating UT the day after they got ranked number one, and it's snowing, made it a perfect whiteout. That, that was a big mm. one. I wish I could remember that. Yeah. Um. Mark McNulty, great list here. Obviously an older list. 1982, beat Tennessee. He stormed the field. Uh, 2023, beat Tennessee basketball. Last second shot. He stormed the court. Uh, 2016, beat Kentucky in basketball. He stormed the court. Uh, Shane Foster, senior night. And the Robinette jump pass. Uh, Let's see here. See, I'm shocked none of
0: us. I'm just really surprised. I know it was an away game. I'm surprised none of us had that one in the list yeah I wasn't I wasn't there I I wanted to find a way to include that because I vividly remember watching that on TV and the gut-wrenching part of that quarterback sneak that so clearly should have been a first down and was marked on the field on Vanderbilt's final drive is short and they went on a video review and overturned that call and Vanderbilt was able to drive down and score on that Patton Robinette jump pass because you literally Vanderbilt lost that game you felt the emotions of a loss and yep. when Vanderbilt should have won, played like crap and then came back. And, and that might be that. You ask what the most memorable photo might be. It might be Robinette holding up the star V that, in, uh, yeah. inside of Neyland after or scoring what the about game winning touchdown. Taylor
3: running in the touch of the game winning touchdown with the football in the air.
0: Yeah, uh, that might be. But that, there, Ro- that Robinette one, even though that wasn't on any of our top five lists, that might be one of the best best image yeah. individual images in Vanderbilt sports history. I, I, was... I think you're on to something.
2: I was at a Preds game watching that game in the concourse. I, I had already committed to going to a Preds game with a buddy. Um, there's a bunch of Tennessee fans everywhere. But, yeah, oh Scott on Twitter had Robinette, his fake jump pass, in his number one. Uh, he also had the Kentucky Spaces at number four. <laughs>
0: that's <laughs> that up there, man. Awesome. I mean,
2: that is, that's that, up there.
3: Uh, that I, I, awesome. I know it's so silly, like, like being like, oh, Tyron Lawrence announcing to come back or like, or, like, the spaces, but for like people our age, or like people who are in that, like,
2: I will never forget that night.
3: No, or like, you hear people who are like older than us being like, Oh, after my favorite sports team won, calling in and like listening to the post game yes. show, like, yeah, like that, like that Kentucky spaces after the SEC tournament. That was a special moment. That Unrivaled, was a,
0: that was awesome. My Unrivaled. dad
3: has number 182 beating tennessee he had his number 5 1974 my dad's old men's basketball both wins against Bamble were decided in the last 5 seconds the team won the sec don't remember that joe fisher joe fisher also dropped some favorites did he really he did you want to hear him? yeah yes i do joe fisher the voice of the commodores forever and always my man worth scott home run oh yeah um, Mario Moore, half-court shot to beat Oregon. Oh. Jaron Kendall, home run to beat Fullerton and Omaha. Mm. Uh, Howlerda, Heave, and NIT. Do I know that one?
2: Halwerda, Jason Halwerda. Halwerda?
3: Yeah. I don't know if I know that one. Maybe I, that my was mind's just idea. breaking. Oh, someone, uh, Gary, Gary Lee on Twitter says his number one, Cutler to Bennett. That's a uh,
0: I wish I could remember that. I just, that's right before my brain flipped on and started fully yeah. <laughs> forming memories every single you see, day. But you, like, de- you developed consciousness. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one of those, like what I'm saying, where you've we have watched these moments so many times on old YouTube replays that I'm yeah. like, I have a vivid memory of that Cutler to Bennett past. However, yeah. I have no idea if that's from actually watching it happen or if that's from just watching that replay and hearing that call over and over. Somebody said the entire 2019 baseball
2: season. That, that that's a good one. I mean that that is you, yeah. you will never you will never see a more dominant baseball team at Vanderbilt. I I I will go to the grave saying that. I don't think you'll see Fletch's, another dominant a more dominant no. college
3: baseball team. That's what I'm saying, maybe the greatest college baseball team of all time. Yeah. Uh, Fletch's Afro. This is a good one. Um, no particular order. Fake jump pass. 2014 national title. Shane Foster's senior night. Wish mm. I could remember that. Uh, Barry Goheen step back three versus Georgia and bombs and the bomb squad taking down number one North Carolina. The bombs. I've squad. heard my dad. I've heard my dad talk about that one a lot.
2: Miller McKee has a good number four. Listening to the radio after Cutler to Bennett and their fans wanting philip fulmer dead
0: <laughs> oh that's
2: so great that's, that's a awesome. really good one that's awesome man that's we got a really some good, good ones one. yeah well you're right has, it...
0: um
3: number their number three is the k-state game yeah i,
2: I was i was uh, tempted to put that k-state game in my top five but, that I mean, one's that... that
0: one's forgotten about because it turned into a meme after the game. So I think Vanderbilt yeah. fan, the post game like, interview with of,
2: Nephi turned into a yeah. meme. Yeah.
0: I think that one is pushed like out of Vanderbilt fans' brains, even though that game had a lot of hype around it. And that Kansas State team I believe yeah. was ranked yeah. at yeah. the time that they came fans in. don't yeah. want to
2: think about the joy because of the sorrow it
0: produced. Like that, oh, that's I, I remember I, yeah i w I've always been realistic. I didn't think Vanderbilt was going to go in and beat Alabama. But like point 0.1% of my of my brain was like, we might do it. Like, <laughs> this, 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 <laughs> the boys might go out and do it. <laughs> like, and I let that, get, it's it's like the kids sitting there, the the Vanderbilt meme sitting alone with the score 59 nothing in the bleachers. Like, that was really me because I allowed the 0.1% of hope to really take over my brain. And by the time that kickoff happened, I was like, Pinkney and the boy and Shermer and the boys, they're going to, they might, they might give all save in a game. <laughs>
3: Like I, I'm I thought this. vanderbilt there was i totally I know how we came. i was like vanderbilt's gonna know. win this game yeah
0: you know and how I, we I I thought the same, same thing. thing and i will hold to this on the first drive for vanderbilt an interception on a perfectly thrown ball, ball to jared pinkney bounced off pinkney's hands and turned into a turnover vanderbilt was moving the ball at the beginning of that game and immediately you felt all the air sucked out of that sideline. You felt the wind out of the sails, and that team stopped having any belief that they were going to win that game after they threw an interception on to on what should have been a catch to their star tight end, bounced off his hands, and the rest is history. Imagine... And, you know, I think it kind of resets that, that whole season back to yeah. Life.
2: Imagine Vandy goes up 7-0 on Bama.
0: <laughs> I would have... I mean, I in would my dreams... Ceased-
3: I would have ceased to exist. Like I would, would have, have been died the, on the spot.
2: That that could have been a number 5, Vandy leading Alabama 7 nothing at the beginning of a game. Like that could have been one of the it, yeah, It's the why emotions. when you asked
0: at the beginning of this podcast you were like, "What was your breaking moment?" I'm like, "It's hard to say." Because I think it would be like that. Twenty thirteen, Ole Miss was the big break, but then Ooh. there's also little nuanced things like that. Little little like, fractures. Yeah, it's like little you fractures. know that was the big that was the big break, but then it was like that I was you broke better. your
3: femur. Yeah,
0: yeah, that one was like, why did you get your hopes up again? Only that to one have you tore your, your meniscus. Crush? Crush. Yeah, you tore it's your like you, meniscus, you,
3: you, but your femur was already snapped in half.
0: Yeah, really. Just... Yeah, really. What I, I tore my Achilles in that Ole Miss game. You're never the same. After you tear your Achilles, like it, it's, it's a rubber band. They try to put it back together, but it never has that same elasticity. That was you had my just, soul. you After had just, Ole Miss, reco- I just,
2: you had just recovered from tearing your Achilles and then you got your leg chopped off. Yeah. Like that. Well, I
0: tore my Achilles in 2013 with Ole Miss. Then I, I rehabbed real hard and I came back yeah. for the temple game in 2014. I tore my other Achilles. I mean, just ripped it, and I was like, "Damn, this is going to be a lot of rehab, a lot of off-season rehab." And then Derek Mason came in, and that happened. Another that was just a little meniscus tear, nothing too bad. And then I would say the female did you, kicker did during you ever, COVID year. Did you ever? I was uh, thinking to say like physically 20, die.
3: Twenty twenty, you're just the SpongeBob meme, to where the dude is like wrapped in bandages in like a wheelchair with his leg up, <laughs> just like that's somehow that's still you alive. Twenty twenty, somehow against all odds. You're like the guy in 127 hours who's got his arm stuck between a rock and a wall in, like, the desert. he's, like, you're just sawing your arm off because you're like, I got to survive.
0: I got to survive. <laughs> yeah. Like That's, we, you you know. as
3: a That's you being like, Sarah Fuller, man, she might make this field goal right <laughs> here. You're just sawing <laughs> no, your arm off. I'm sawing like, my arm go. off. I'm like,
0: it's not so bad. Maybe she's actually the best option. Uh, the students aren't able to be on campus because of COVID. And then... Vanderbilt gets all this national attention and they can't even get the ball in the range for her to attempt a field goal because oh, man. They're, they get dominated so badly by Missouri. And then Sarah Fuller comes onto the field to be the first female to play in a college football game and they do a pooch kick, quote unquote. She shanked it. I, I don't yeah. care what they say. They said she told her to do that. Never in the history of SEC football have they told a kicker to kick it to the 30-yard line. On a kickoff, in <laughs> normal kill, you, you continue field of play. to
3: saw your arm because live during the game, well, maybe it just, it just bounced off her foot the wrong way. Yeah, maybe it just maybe it maybe really and wasn't a get, bad
0: kick. You get embarrassed, can't even get into the red zone. And then they literally don't have enough players to play the final game of the season <laughs> against Georgia because they were going to get embarrassed so Honestly, badly thank God, under the Derek Mason regime. Under the Derek Mason regime, they literally. Couldn't play an SEC opponent; they were so bad. Thank you, Clark Lee, for getting <laughs> us to the point we are we are at now that we're not in the laughing stock of the entire country. Thank you. Clark I just
3: Lee. remember so many Georgia fans were mad on Twitter. They're like, "You ruined our senior senior night." I'm like, "Dude, screw you guys! I don't care. I don't want to play this game."
0: Yeah, I'm they glad they like, canceled it. We we literally ran out of available men on Vanderbilt's campus to play on the football. They
3: team. were DMing me on Twitter. They're like, "Bro." I want you to suit up against Georgia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God!
2: There, there, you have it. Top five favorite Starful Vanderbilt off. memories. Not a lot of them. The few, the proud. But we got it in. Marines. So there you go. Top five Vanderbilt memories. We'll see what we got next week. For Will Byram, Trevor Huland, I'm Billy Derry. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Doorport. Fifty-one days away from Vandy, Hawaii. Stay tuned.